We are back for another episode of Too Many Men. It is Eric, Zach, and John, a three-man crew here, late on a Tuesday evening. A Tuesday evening, 48 hours from which I was very happy. Very happy on Sunday. I was very happy, too. The Giants won, too. See? That's the big win, Zach. Big wins. And the team that Eric's team beat was... The team that I needed to lose. So for once, the Jets actually won a bye week, it seems. So, yeah, John, you, know, you, you and the Jets could be in a good spot after this Sunday. Yes. Could be. Could be. If, if, could if, be. We, take, if, if we take care of our what we have to do, yes. Yeah. You, and you even have, then, you know, there's like a good road ahead, but still. John, you, you, have, to beat, you have to beat your kryptonite. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to this game just because... You know, the last one, you know, went so swimmingly. You know, how how the mood has changed from the last time the Jets have played the Patriots, by the way. Well, I feel gr- I still feel great about this team. We fucking beat the Bills like last the last time we played, which is great. And I'm your team also beat the Bills, you know, so you're also, you know, riding that high with me, too. But it's just New England for some reason. Like makes us, you know, it's they just own us, you know, it's like Aaron Rodgers and the Bears, you know. There's legal ownership from uh, Bill Belichick in MetLife Stadium, or at least uh, for the green and white. Um, but before we get to the NFL games and the game of the year, I'm sorry, this was the game of the year. Uh, let's do a victory lap for Buck Walter, National League Manager of the Year. 2023, apparently, according to... Yeah, Oxford. 2023, end in Spanish. <laughs> Saw that uh, one. No, but really, all... all- Credit to our manager, you know, had a, had a great season in spite of how everything ended. Uh, in, deserved uh, it. Deserved yeah, it. Well deserved. Not even, not even going to say that this was an undeserved manager of the year award. Buck Showalter has won manager of the year four times with four different teams. That's great. What a crazy accomplishment. How many, how many years is, uh, how long has his career been now? Oh, it's been off and on for the past 20, 25 years. Almost you know, thirty, actually thirty. That's yeah. that's a that's a great freaking percentage, man. <laughs> He's one manager of the year with the Yankees, Rangers, Orioles, and now the Mets. Speaking of the Yankees, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo to a two-year, thirty-four million dollar contract, seventeen mil per year. Uh, that's a pretty good deal. I think that's fair market value for Rizzo. Um, good home run hitter. Really didn't deliver in the the average department, um, but he delivers when it matters most. And in that stadium, that's a perfect fit for him. No thoughts, eh? <laughs> well, to be fair, he did nothing in the playoffs, so I can't have anything to say. I was, was going to say. He won us 100, over 100 games. I'm proud of that, but what else is there to say? I mean, to me, this gives me the same feeling as when we got notification that Tibbs won coach of the year. Yeah. And we were like down three games to one against Atlanta at oh, home. Playoffs. You know, it's like, oh, great. <laughs> Zach, I thought you were talking about uh, Anthony Rizzo there for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. no. Yeah. Um, but for the Yankees, your main goal was not to sign Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> and you know that. <laughs> well, they'll still, you know, they're working on everything else. I know. I know. But it's it's weird to see that Rizzo was the first one to fall and not judge. But, you know, still, I believe they're working on something. I, have I also no- feel like Judge wants to field every offer before he, he makes a decision. And can you blame him? Yeah, no, of course not. So there you go. A little bit of a 
a baseball headline to start. Now let's get to week 10 in the NFL. We had a game in Munich, Germany, boys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Seattle Seahawks 21-16. Back and forth game, but uh, the Bucs end up winning and holding off a late Seattle rally. Quick and easy. Yeah. A beautiful performance of a what was it? What would take me home country road? Uh, take me home country roads. Yeah. Oh my god, wasn't that, that electric? That's so cool. Tom Brady no, undefeated like, in international games. Wasn't right. that his first one though? Don't tell me that. <laughs> what more importantly, wasn't that his first international game? No, so. he's four he's four and oh in international games. Really? I didn't know he played other ones. Oh yeah, he's he has he officially surpa- uh, surpassed Blake Bortles. Oh, nice. The, the undefeated record. Bortles. Yeah, they, uh, he's also undefeated since uh, divorce. Yeah. It's 2 0. All right, guys. Game of the year. Game of the year. Minnesota Game Vikings, the Buffalo Bills, Highmark Stadium, Orchard Park, New York. A 33 30 win for the Vikings, but that doesn't tell the story. That doesn't tell the story. They were down 24 10. At halftime, to Buffalo. I thought they were dead to rights. 27-10. I almost turned this game off. Hmm. Like, this game's over. And then Dalvin Cook went on that 81-yard touchdown run. Great run by Cook. Best run of the season by far. Uh, Single longest run uh, that he's had. Then Buffalo's offense just sputtered for whatever reason. And I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be a chance. And then C.J. Ham touchdown, beautiful. We get the ball back. And then Justin Jefferson with the catch of the damn decade. One of the goddamn best catches that I've ever seen in my entire life. Over and, Cam Lewis. And listen, Zach, I don't know if you're going to have any thoughts on Hard this. Hard to interrupt. Devils won 10 in a row. Just to throw that out there. 10 in a row? 10 in a row. Nino, Sorry. Nino Spadito. All right, catch the year. Oh Sorry, wait, I know, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like, I want to get your opinion on this, Zach, just because I yeah. know Tony was saying something about this in the chat. Like, oh, anyone who compares this to the Odell catch is crazy. Uh, the defender supporting him. I don't, I don't see it as that. Of it. I feel like he was snatching that one handed from the defender. I'm gonna go and, and look so at the... the way he kept it off the ground. It's. I was at work at the time, so I don't think I saw this catch. So I'm gonna go look at it now. Now, who caught it? Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Who yeah. else would have? By the way, I do want to point out Diggs also had a very good one-handed catch during that game. Oh, sorry. Very good. No, yeah, Diggs, like, that was a game where, you know, like, Buffalo had it until they didn't with Josh Allen making some questionable decisions two games in a row. <laughs> so, that was, I'd arguably say it's just as good as Odell. He was covered. <laughs> so so the reason How did he bring that down? So the reason that my argument is that this is this is better than Odell's. Yeah, and no, me too. I, I not, believe it's that. not because and I'm I'm taking my rose colored glasses off here. It's because of this how this mattered towards the end result. He don't make that catch, Vikings don't win that game. When Odell made his catch, the Cowboys won that game. Mm, I wouldn't even factor that in. I mean, he someone literally had a hand on the ball as he was coming down with it with one hand and had to rip it with one hand out of the other guy's hand and be able to still catch it before it hit the ground. I, I think that's way more impressive than Odell diving 
into the end zone with nobody on top of him. Because it was the same same formation, you know. So it's now 27-23 Buffalo. March it all the way to the gold line. Pass to Dalvin. Dalvin drops it. Flag for offside. Cousins goes for the quarterback sneak. And I will say this, not a great quarterback sneak. (laughs) Good, Good play call. Not a great quarterback sneak. So he goes to the quarterback sneak, and it barely, barely done go over the goal line, and my heart sank. Actual quarterback would have done that. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you this. The actual quarterback won that game. Not because, I mean, if you didn't get that fucking fumble on the next play, you were not winning that game. And then the gift from above, the miracle that I waited for. The miracle. There's your uh, you know wording of the day. Miracle. Yes. The okay. miracle. Okay. Just so you know. And it was it was a miracle that we got the fumble. Yeah. The touchdown. And we had the lead. And I was now nervous again. <laughs> I saw 37 <laughs> seconds on the clock and I saw who was on the other side. And I saw Josh Allen march down the field with ease. With ease. Even though that gave Davis air quote catch. Tyler Bass sets up the field goal, going overtime. Win the toss. Great march. Great, great drive. Fantastic drive. Arguably the best drive of the whole game. Get the field goal. Would have liked to would have liked the touchdown to end it. Caused me a little bit more of a, a thing. But anyway, up 33-30. Josh Allen marches down the field. Red zone. Pick to Patrick Peterson. Vikings win 33-30. I did see a stat where Josh Allen is, isn't he the leader in interceptions in the AFC? He is. And he is yeah. also two and eight in games that are eight points or fewer. Yeah. And oh, I think 0 and four in overtime. 0 and four in overtime. Yep. And I will say this. This was this was a good Kirk Cousins game. This wasn't a great Kirk Cousins game. There was a really bad pick in the third quarter. But he adjusted. He adjusted to the situation and he led game manager drives down the field. You don't have to be Lamar Jackson. You don't have to throw it 70 yards every play. I'm fine with a quick little slant pass. Works every time. Worked here. And I am I am proud. I can't believe they won this game. Yeah. All the, the props, in, they all the props in the world. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, man, he's been coaching your team. Uh, how many one-score games have you guys won this year? Are all of them? And that's why wins one-score wins, except Green Bay. But that's the reason that Minnesota's eight and one and tied for the best record in the NFL. Right there, one-score wins was Minnesota's downfall last year. This year, it's our greatest success. The Vikings are eight and one in. The best regular season game I've seen out of this team my whole life. And Tony can say what he wants in the chat about, yeah, make the rounds. I will make those damn rounds. I deserve a round or two after that one. Yeah, I'm allowed to be proud. You guys deserve it. It's not an easy team to beat. Everybody thought the Bills were, you know, the best team in the league. They still arguably are. They just had a rough stretch here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and again, you say credits Kevin O'Connell. I'm telling you, if the final three for Coach of the Year is not Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable, and Pete Carroll, and maybe you could throw Sala in there, 
there's something wrong. The, what Kevin O'Connell has done for this team. Dibble's winning it, though. Unbelievable. I'm not sure. Really? I'm, I'm not it as certain as I was. Where it is? I, I would have said Brian Dable three weeks ago, but recently my vote is actually swaying towards Pete Carroll. Mm. But yeah, this, this was the, the big boy win. Uh, they are not frauds. Frauds don't. Frauds bend when down 27-10. They came back and won. This team hadn't lost when they were leading 14 points at halftime in Buffalo in 40-something years. Damn proud of them. And and again, I'm not... The the Cousins haters can say what they want. He had a great game. Yeah. He had a good game. And, and also I want to shout out I want to shout out Tom by the way for saying that Cousins failing the quarterback sneak and would have if Cousins got the quarterback sneak it would have been different had they not scored the fumble. Tom's score would have been the same buddy. Score would have been the same. <laughs> that that I just, what do you mean? I just want to point that out. What? No, if they don't if they don't uh get the uh quarterback sneak or if they got the quarterback yeah I guess it it would no, it would have been lucky they even got that fumble. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, like that's the only thing. It's like if like yeah, if they didn't get the sneak, but he's saying like that they didn't get that fumble, the Josh Allen fumble. You can't play butterfly effect with this type of stuff. No, and, and the th- the thing is this: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit back and say what if they won thirty three thirty in again the best win I've seen out of this team in the regular season. I'm not gonna sit back and and be upset at that. Justin Jefferson, 193 yards. You deserve all your sugar you get today. Enjoy those enjoy those couple of days of practice off, my man. You absolutely deserve it. Um, Lions beat the Bears 31-30 in, in, in the other game in the NFC North. Um, Justin Fields has, has arrived. Um, the Bears are the first team in NFL history to score 29 points in three consecutive games and lose every single one. <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy that I could finally be confident in putting Justin Fields in my fantasy lineups. I am too. And he's just really, the last three weeks, just coming out of it. Like, he, I don't think he's ever played this well since he started last season at the end of the year. He's just on fire. And I don't he's, know what changed, whether it be coaching or play calling or whatever, but he's got a different mindset and he's coming into these games and he's making plays. And he's doing this with a lack of of other options. Everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like your, your top two wideouts are Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. He's running a lot, though. Yeah, yeah. They're doing, but what the, what I like that they're doing is designed runs rather than him just scrambling and, you know, trying to make best of a shitty situation. Absolutely. And Justin Fields is, I think he's already has two games in the top 10 for yep. most rushing yards by a quarterback in a single game, including number yeah. one, which he set last week. He he is here. He is a, as a division rival. I'm scared. This like this has to be the dream scenario though for the Bears. How this like season like his gut is going now like ten weeks in. You know with Fields really showing out the last well, few weeks and they get them still losing games because they're not really anywhere near ready to be competing in the playoffs. They they're not talented enough and so. And field, but this is like the, the scenario they wanted. They wanted to see Fields show improvement, which he has on a lot. And the rest of the team, the rest of the team is showing improve some improvements. You know, the defensive end, some guys are like 
becoming young like rookies to look out for. So next year you build around fields in the draft. You don't have to get a quarterback. And well, it's gonna be and they're also they're gonna be playing a fourth place schedule too. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, presumably unless because Detroit's three and six, Bears are three and seven. Good comeback win for Detroit, by the way. They have won on the road for the first time since 2020. Um, again, he, that's great for them. Great for Dan Campbell, too. I think they need a little bit of momentum. Um, but still, for the Bears, got to shore up that defense. Got to shore up that defense. Shame Trey Roquan Smith. Um, Keys beat the Jaguars 27-17. Standard Kansas City win. You know, maybe they're in control of the AFC now that Buffalo lost. But uh, I think I think Kansas City right now is the number one seed. They do control their own destiny. Uh, Dolphins are seven and zero when Tua Tagovailoa starts the game, um, or started six and one because they lost the one where he, he on Thursday night football. But uh, they win 39-17, 7-3. They are now first in the AFC East. Browns fall to three and six, but the next game they play is not going to be started by Jacoby Brissett. Is instead going to be started by Deshaun Watson. Oh, I totally forgot about that. And he's practicing this week. He's allowed to return. Wait, they're not like Watson doesn't come back this next week, does he? They're on bye. Oh, they're on bye. That's right. They're on bye. He can still practice during the bye. That's what I'm under the impression of. Oh, I believe he can. Yeah. Well, let's see how he does. I mean, he hasn't played in what a year and a half. Yeah. So it's going to be Brissett this week. No, okay, so it's gonna okay, so that's what happens. He can he can no, they have a buy. Did they already have their buy? Oh no, they already had it. Okay. So here's here's what happens. He can return to practice. Okay. He can return to practice, two more games of Brissett, and then uh then he comes back against the uh, Houston Texans, but it's two hard games for the Browns. We'll get to the Browns later when we do our picks, but it's not easy. There was a realistic chance the Browns could be three and eight. By the time Watson comes back, which I think could be worst case scenario. I mean, I think the thing is with Watson, they just need to, even if like, even if they don't, if it's not enough for him to turn the season around and run the table, they just need him to look like the court, the franchise quarterback that they traded for. And right. yeah, it's, there might be some rest in the first game or two, but they just need to like show that that offense can take another leap with him. Because honestly, that de- that team's going nowhere with that current defensive coordinator anyway, with Joe Woods. I mean, he's yeah. like every like a, t- a team with that much talent, you know, front to back, should not be as under underperforming the way it is. And they need to get another wide receiver. I like Amari Cooper and I like Diamond Peoples Jones. I know Zach, you're a big DPJ guy. Yes, sir. He's on uh, two of my fantasy teams. Um, Go big blue. As 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 much as I love Diamond Peoples Jones, I don't think he's a wide receiver too. I like him as a wide receiver three. I think you need a complimentary second piece to Amari Cooper. Disrespect. Let's like Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> no, he's going to the Giants. I don't know where Odell's going. I'm I'm curious to see. Apparently, he's going to narrow his list of teams down sometime soon. I think he uh, wants to sign by the end of the month. Hey, speaking of the Giants, they beat the Texans 24-16. Yes, they did. Uh, Zach, you have the floor for this game because I very clearly – did not watch it as I was having uh, palpitations. <laughs> I mean, it was a slow game for, I mean, Daniel Jones only threw 17 times, but he made 15 of those. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He was 15 for 17. 
And, you know, they played well. I mean, they, it was a close game, closer than I had ex- I don't know, expected it and wanted it to be. But you know what? They, they're they winning games, and that's all I could say. I mean, they're, they're grinding out these games and, and making sure that they, you know, do what they need to do to get uh, the W at the end of the week. And that's something I haven't seen from the Giants in a very long time. So love to see Barkley. St- oh, Slayton, too, finally uh, making some catches this week, or again making some catches this week. I do yeah. want to bring up that uh, I have lost all faith in Kenny Galladay. So, as you should, those just, two drops I saw were were god awful. Just now, Not just now, but he's you know I I haven't had faith, but then you know this last couple of weeks he's been saying how he you know he, he should be the wide receiver one and he's good and all this stuff, and then he keeps dropping passes. It's also how, it's also kind of you know demoralizing seeing what Kadarius Tony did this week in KC. That too, I love Kadarius Tony. I'm happy for it for my fantasy team, but he. I just can't believe we would give up. I, I don't. I I don't know what was Tony's problem, but I mean, as long as he plays well, whatever. That that's on him and have a good career. But Galladay, we signed big money too, and he mm-hmm. can't catch a goddamn ball. I saw I saw a tweet from Meek Phil. I I don't know if you guys follow Meek Phil on Twitter, but he you said know. Matt Stafford's agent should get a spot in the Hall of Fame for getting Kenny Galladay that contract. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And I said it at the time. I said at the time he signed it, I believe it was not long. It might have been on the podcast I said this. I said they are going to regret this contract. That is way too much money for a guy who's been inconsistent his whole career. Whole career has been inconsistent. Well, we're going to get Odell and uh, everything's going to be fine. I'm... Listen, scenes when he goes to the Cowboys are going to be hysterical. Oh my, oh my God, can you imagine? Honestly, well, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he would go there, but I mean, I, I think he, I think he'd probably go to a more I th- likely contender like the Bills or something. But I think he's going to KC. I don't know if he goes to Kansas City. I feel like they got a good group right, as it is right now. With Tony, Tony looked unbelievable last yeah. year. Yeah, Tony looked really good. If they had another receiver, I, the way I think about it is like they'd have to cut someone. Mm-hmm. To do special teams because, like, like, because all their receivers that they have currently are actually just like you know receiver receivers. Not like they can do a return duties or anything else. Outside of maybe Tony. Other games: uh, Saints beat the or Steelers beat the Saints twenty to ten. Andy Dalton is not looking good in New Orleans. Um, he didn't really look good anywhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. Hey, well, hey, I'll say this about Brady in twenty fifteen. Yeah, he made he made the playoffs like three All right. his, his first couple of years. Yeah, he had some bright spots like every quarterback does. And then it also does helps. what he does every year. So. It also helps when you have A.J. Green. Yeah. <laughs> when you have prime A.J. Green, that that is a a big benefactor. Um, Nathaniel Hackett continues to underwhelm. Titans win 17-10. Uh, the stat is your stat of the day. If the Broncos scored 18 points or more in every game this year, they'd be eight and one. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. They are instead three and six. <laughs> they have, they have the worst, the, that like the best defense in the NFL by far. And also by far the worst offense. I also don't like Russell Wilson throwing 42 passes and only connecting on 21 of them. <laughs> Well, I'll give Russ somewhat of a pass because he did lose Jerry Judy very early in this game. How many drops could they have had, though? But still. 
or how many misses could he have thrown? I didn't watch this game. He was, he was sacked six times. The under was a lock for this one. A lock. Oh, the minute is, oh my God. It's, it's kind of funny, though, because he uh, Gary Bowles, like the left tackle, said right after the trade, there was like a big headline. He said to Russ, he's like, you're not going to get hit. You're not going to get hit over here. And he's been sacked 29 times already this year on pace to be the most in his entire career. Let's ride. Rockets country. Let's cry. He got a five year, $245 million contract at the start of the season. Yeah. Really stuck with him, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the throw I just saw in this highlight video of Russell Wilson tossing it up for no goddamn reason. <laughs> Who is he trying to? Was it Sutton? So it was the first quarter with twelve minutes to go. He gets the snap, and it's just, a, it's just a jumble of uh, two of his wide wide receivers and three Tennessee defenders, and literally had the ball for quite literally two seconds, and then just launched it sky high out of bounds, like 40 yards down the field. <laughs> Nowhere near anybody. Oh, my God. R- Russ, it's not even three minutes in the game and you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> Thank, like it's, And he wasn't being rushed. Like, I'm watching it over and over again. Like, he easily, like, could have sat there for a second and been like, all right, let me see if anybody gets open. <laughs> like, I do. Oh, God. It like, is. It is painful to watch the Broncos. He can't. He can't fucking move anymore. It's tough because that was his whole game and his whole stick. Why the hell is Denver playing on Christmas Day? <laughs> because they want. I don't know. Well, they thought they were going to be good. Because <laughs> that's what anyone, any of the kids who are bad, have to watch that. Deck the halls with Russell Wilson. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Dangerous sandwiches. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Hackett's job might not be safe at the end of the year. He might he might be one and done in Denver. That is not the case for his AFC West counterpart, Josh McDaniels, who at the end of the 25-20 loss to, to Jeff Saturday, the Indianapolis Colts, was affirmed by Mark Davis that he is keeping his job next year. Ow. Why? No idea. I don't even understand. I can't even begin to before comprehend. John, before John takes his victory lap and a well-deserved victory lap, because he called this from day one. Josh, I called it too. I, I picked yeah, it Saturday. did. No, no, I'm saying John was right about Josh McDaniels. He's like, the Raiders oh. might be good because of Josh McDaniels. And he nailed it. Um, snake oil salesman. Yeah. He is a listen, con man. Listen. Can we just make an agreement starting now that we will not we will, we just will not hire any like offensive coordinators who are touted as offensive gurus such as Adam Gase and Josh McDaniels anymore? This no, this it, we it, we 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 have, we have enough film to review. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Okay, this, like look at what you see. Derek Carr at the post the post game presser. He was that, crying. That they, they have taken the joy out of that man's that like, career. And Derek Carr would only cost $5 million for each of the next two years if they bought him out, which is a, a possible scenario. I'm not going to say likely, but it's a possible scenario depending on where they pick in the draft. They're going to be top Adams, five for sure. Devontae Adams went to this for nothing. Yeah, I don't know why he went to the Raiders. Well, I mean, they, Yeah, they had a lot of potential last well, he, year. But... He also wanted to play with Derek Carr as college quarterback. Like, I get Yeah. That. But still... 
John said about the offensive gurus, when are teams going to learn? Hiring assistants from the New England Patriots never works out. Nope. Am I right, Detroit and Matt Patricia? Am I right, New York and Joe Judge? Am I right, New York and Eric Mangini? (laughs) Like the the best part with this with with McDaniel's though is that's not even like the yeah New England it never works. But we already had proof that it doesn't work with McDaniel's with another team in the same freaking division, and he's doing the same the same freaking mistakes, man. That's trying to like have his own uh, imprint on the team. You know, he's changing too much from what worked last year. Not letting Carr audible at the freaking line, which is what he does best. And you can see it's a season looks completely broken out there. Granted, I will give them the injury thing. They got no Darren Waller. They got no Hunter Renfro. Okay, that's fine. I saw some that said Renfro, Carr, Devontae Adams, and Waller have only been on the field for 13 plays this season. Jeez. That's that's tough. That's tough to deal with. But these are winnable games here. You're coaching against a guy who hasn't coached a game since high school. And he won. And rightfully so, he should have won. Good for Jeff Saturday and good for the Indianapolis Colts. Matt Ryan is back, and he looked like he was was ready to just take that starting job again. He also RB looked like running back one. <laughs> I saw that. Really 49 yards. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a post. It might have been from the NFL itself with the caption, Matt Flying. And I was like, that's all I need to see for the day. But McDaniels is a con man, and he is coming back next year. I don't know why he's coming back next year. He has proven nothing to come back next year for the Raiders. This is exactly how Jets fans felt after they found out Gates was was going to be there like next year, no matter oh my what. God. Like you, you sounded like you were going to have a heart attack. Like you have no idea how bad. Like I, I, I know exactly what all Raider fans are going through right now, and I feel so bad for them, especially with all the optimism that they had before this off season. You know, like I mean, I could under, I could even, I could even see them myself getting talked into McDaniel's as my coach if I'm a Raider fan. You know, with the roster that they had, but it's it's crazy to see how it's fallen off the rails in such tremendous fashion. They should have kept Bisaccia. I said it last episode. I'll say it again. Should have kept him. Speaking of questionable coaching decisions, why did Mike McCarthy go for it on fourth and four in overtime? Mike McCarthy is, I, th- I think he just wanted to, you know, give give one of his old buddy Aaron, you know, he needed, you know, a get right game. You know, this is a big win for the pack. For, you, know, he, you know, he loves his, uh, the cheese heads. He's still a cheese head at heart, I think. Still joke of the day, I know, but Mike McCarthy finally helping Green Bay win at Lambeau. Thirty-one <laughs> twenty-eight, the Packers win. Uh, the Cowboys. Here's another stat: the Cowboys were one hundred ninety-five and zero when leading by fourteen points at that point in the game. I think it was it was either halftime or start of the, the fourth quarter. I think it was halftime. One hundred ninety-five and zero because I bet on them. One hundred ninety-five and one, Zach. I I know this this loss hurt you hurt you deep. I still had a good Sunday, but this really, really did hit me hard. That's for sure. And you have Mike McCarthy to blame for it. I saw oh. a bunch, I saw a bunch of people blaming Dak, the defense. No, 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 no. Mike you're, McCarthy. <laughs> you're going for it on fourth and four when Brett Maher is in field goal range. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. 
what are you doing? When did you see the overtime, Zach? I did, yeah. When they lined up for fourth and four, John, I don't know if you saw it either, but when they were lined up, when they were lined up, Zach, didn't you think they were going to do a hard count? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was hoping for. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing the, you know, the movement. I'm seeing everything. I'm like, okay, they're doing a hard count. Oh, wait, no, he's actually going for it. And to to have a play that's like extending another five to seven yards past the first down line that you need is beyond me. No sense. You need to be doing if you're gonna go for it, either running it with uh, Pollard or doing a shallow cross with your tight end or something just to get or or dumping it off to Pollard. Either way, you should be throwing it ten yards down the field when you only need four yards. Zach, you read my mind. The minute I saw it, I was like, okay, this should be a quick throw to Schultz. You know, he's got long arms. He could always reach. No, instead, he's throwing to, to CD on the sideline. Like I get it. CD was on fire on Sunday. Great game for CD. Lamb. But oh. that situation does not call for a 15-yard throw down the field to CD Lamb. Situational, you need to know that. Situational awareness. There was no situational awareness. Nope. Great. Green Bay deserved to win this game. They did. They played well. Sure. Aaron Rodgers throwing blocks and OT. Yeah. He deserved it. He was playing that, well, and he needed this win. John was it Rico. five straight losses they had? Yeah, they had five straight losses. They started three and one. They were, they were uh, three and six. Now they're four and six. John was just about to allude to it. The hat trick from Christian Watson. Oh yeah. Well, like, I mean, I feel like now we kind of can't keep holding that drop, big drop he had, like a. Uh, Week one against the Vikings over his head, considering he had like how many deep, uh, two deep bomb touchdowns yeah. against the Cowboys this game. Mm-hmm. Three touchdowns in general. Yeah, but like two of them were two of them were deep. I know, like we're like we're big, you know, deep passes. So, you know, I mean, that's got to be huge for that kid's confidence going forward. Definitely earned him some points with Rogers, I'm sure. Oh, you know, in, especially in terms of confidence. Yeah, especially with you know all the receivers that were hurt. Uh, Sammy Another, Watkins, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard was banged up. On the other spectrum of things, though, uh, Amari Rogers probably, I, well, he, I think he was cut, right? I think uh, he probably is, might have taken his last punt in the NFL. I mean, five fumbles apparently this season on punt duty, punt return duties, which is insane that they just keep putting him out there. So I'm not surprised he got cut after that that performance on Sunday. Yeah, it's, you know, they picked Amari Rogers fourth round, expecting big things out of him. Never really materialized, um, and that was that. Um, on Ross St. Brown. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Cardinals beat the Rams twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, this was Colt McCoy versus John Walford. That's all we need to say. But the Rams are last in the NFC West, and the Cardinals cut Eno Benjamin afterwards. <laughs> That's that. Hey, I mean the Rams. Uh, probably the biggest story from that game, besides you know the loss in general, is the cup injury. Man, that's huge. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably the dagger. I would say for their season. Yeah. What is he? He's had a couple weeks, right? Three, four weeks, something like that. Well, yeah, well, he's he's on IR. He got surgery. So that's four games minimum. Me. Um. Yeah, if I were the Rams, I would say tank. But uh, you I'm don't have anything to tank too. What was that, Zach? Isn't Cooper Cup injured? I saw something today about that. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're just talking about. Cooper Cup. Yeah, (laughs) I was was away from the computer. Well, welcome welcome back to welcome back to the program, Zach. Away. 
Yeah, four games. He's out a minimum. And that's just, you know, great for my fantasy team, you know. So, you know, right in the middle of the playoffs. Of course, right. Um, You know, whatever. I mean, that's, I mean, listen, the Rams are a dumpster fire this year with Cup. So I want to see, I wonder how bad this is going to get now that he's not there. I don't think, like I said, I don't think Stafford ever fully recovered from that injury um, that he suffered in the offseason. The other they shut him down at this point, actually. You might. You might. I know this was John Walford starting, but I'm just saying, I think the Rams' downfall really came with, with Stafford, and I would shut him down at this point. I don't, I don't see a path in which you're, you're either making the playoffs or win the division, but, yeah, make the playoffs too. Um, other L.A. team lost 22-16 to the Chargers. Jimmy G, game manager, big win for him. I saw him courtside at the Warrior game uh, earlier. So... That's a big win for the Niners, five and four. Both teams five and four. I'm not sold on the Chargers like as some are. I just it's the head coach that does it for me. Um, I'm not as much of a believer. Austin Eckler, beast. I saw this like crazy stat like this year of comparing Tua's stats now that he has you know Tyreek and Waddle to you know Herbert's stats this year now that all his star receivers are out. No, and it's basically Herbert's numbers this year look like Tua's the last few years, and Tua's numbers this year look like Herbert's the last like few years. So you know, one support your young receivers and don't give up on them. I was gonna say there's they're both really good quarterbacks. I'm just saying. Yeah. Monday night football, the Washington Commanders beat the Philadelphia Eagles 32-21. The the Eagles' undefeated season is over. The 72 Dolphins victory party was last night. And more and, importantly, that means the Minnesota Vikings are tied for the best record in the NFL. And uh, now, now more importantly, the NFC, yes, uh, the NFC uh, is now wide open. I think uh, Tony's got some thoughts on that as well. We're being joined by Tony Pickenich now. Oh, yeah. I got, nowhere. Thoughts. Oh. I got thoughts. I got oh. thoughts on thoughts. Are you kidding me? Tony's been brewing about this for weeks. The NFC, Tony, was, the NFC is work? wide open. Work was good. Work was good? Uh, took a little hiatus from work earlier today. It was my mom's birthday. Well, happy birthday, Miss P. But, um, yeah, I got thoughts. Uh, I got um, thoughts about the yeah. NFC, specifically not even the NFC, the NFC East. The NFC Beast? Being wide open. Yeah. The New York Giants are back in it. We're back in the race. The race doesn't start until... Every team in the division loses a game, in my opinion. Because, you know, if you haven't lost, you control your own destiny. But every team has lost. The Giants are a crisp one game out of the division lead. And they have two games against the Eagles left of the season. So who knows what can happen? Tony, do you have any any thoughts about the other games from week Week ten. I already did my Vikings victory lap. Um, I think the Packers are back. R- really? I, I listen. I've looked at their schedule, uh, and it's still going to be an uphill battle. Don't get me wrong to make the playoffs, but they sit currently what like two games out of a playoff spot. Four and six in a in a wide open NFC. Beyond, yeah, you know you're. It's the NFC. The NFC is weird because you have your your clear top teams, 
And then you could just got kind of, you know, a middle pack there. I mean, it, it came down to for the Packers, and, and it seemed like their whole season may have hinged on this. Which of their young wide receivers was going to stand up and take control as wide receiver one? And the resounding answer uh, last game was Christian Watson. Three touchdowns against Dallas, um, and they proved in that fourth quarter in that second half that they can come back from being down a deficit with the personnel they have, with the skill they have, against a really good defense in Dallas. They gave the ball. They didn't give it. Uh, you know, Dallas won the coin toss, got the ball first in overtime. Their defense held them. Granted, went for a, probably a stupid fourth down that they shouldn't have in the Cowboys, but they made the stop. And the Cowboys walked down the field, put it in the red zone, and kicked the field goal to win. So, um, it, it's amazing what a win like that can do for a team. And th- that was a do or die game for the Packers. If they would have lost, it probably would have been over season wise. Yeah. And again, four and six. And we were talking earlier about Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth and four. We didn't understand it personally. Um, I know Brett Maher has a big leg. That's who the kicker is, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's a. It was like thirty degrees in Green Bay. The ball doesn't travel well up there as is. You don't want to give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. They were moving the ball pretty well most of the day. They should have completed on that third down before that. That's true. I, I think it was either. Somebody either dropped it or slipped coming out of their break. I understand not wanting to give the ball to Aaron Rodgers. Fourth and fourth and four is interesting, but the way they're moving the ball all day, I have no problem with them making that call. We were also talking about Josh McDaniels being rumored to come back for another year with the Raiders as well. I thought Mark Davis uh, made an awful decision in saying that um, – Oh fuck! Like he had like full support in the coach, and he he thought uh, he was doing a good job. That was it. Yeah, uh, this team has won two games. Many believe they were coming, and not only you know be firmly entrenched in a playoff spot, but perhaps compete for that division. And it just hasn't happened. I, like I understand you don't want to fire your head coach because you just gave him this massive lucrative deal and you have to pay it off unless he finds another head coach and gig in the NFL, which isn't going to happen. I understand not wanting to fire him, having to eat the money and then hire somebody else. But let's trace this back. What what did Rich Passaccia do not to get rehired as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders? That's what I was saying earlier. You know, <laughs> it, it was the easy choice. It really was. Slam dunk. Um, but no, they're a mess. The last thing I wanted to ask you about um, before we go to our week 11 picks, you were talking about Christian Watson arriving. Justin Fields has arrived, don't you think? Yeah. No, I think he totally has. And, um, you know, this has been a good week for me in my dynasty league. I, I didn't I didn't come out with a win. But on my bench was Kristen Watson, who I drafted this year, and Cole Komet. And they both look like they've turned somewhat of a corner this year. Komet more than Watson because Komet's been like three straight weeks now of solid production. But I, I, Justin Fields has figured it out a little bit. 
The protection's not going to be there. He can use his legs to benefit. Um, don't be surprised that if they can get some pieces around him in Chicago, if there is a Jalen Hurts type of step forward next season out of Justin Fields, he has been very good. I've been very critical of Justin Fields. I still feel like he holds onto the ball way too long uh, in some scenarios, but you know it, it's it's going to go as he gets older. He'll get out of that trend, and you know you put some pieces around him. He proved he can be dangerous with his legs, and I'm not talking pieces like Chase Claypool. I'm like you need like pieces, pieces. Um, he's proving to do it with his legs. And Cole Komet the last couple of weeks has really seen an uptick in production. He had two touchdowns last week, and it's just been. Um, I know they lost, which is crazy to even talk about that. But when you trade away the piece that you did on defense, you know, it's going to be tough. But I told Zach and I told Zach and I told Zach and John, they are the first team to score 29 points in three consecutive games and lose every single one. Yeah. And if they would have won just two out of those three games, um, playoffs. Yeah. You'd be talking about that seven seed in the NFC, but like, if you're coming down the stretch and you're fighting for playoff position, you don't want to see the Chicago Bears here. You don't want to see – you don't want to have to go to Soldier Field in late November or December. They're playing too well at the moment. I believe the Vikings have them week 18, last week of the year. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings will lose, but it's only because they're going to be resting starters. Yeah, I think <laughs> – I, I, I really do. Like, and I'm not – and I said I'm taking the rose-colored glasses off, but – uh, yeah, there, there's a slight. I'm even kind of nervous about him this week. Um, just a little bit, not too too much. Um, week eleven in the NFL Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. The Tennessee Titans taking on the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Trish is taking the Packers. Tom is taking the Titans. Wait, yeah, Tom's big on the Titans. Is he really? Yeah. All right, I am also. I'm signing with. Uh, I'm actually signing with Tom here. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to take the Titans uh, on the road. Um, Tony, who are you taking? Well, I, I can't sit here and take the Titans after I just said that the Green Bay Packers, I okay. believe, have turned a corner a little bit. Um, I just want to say real quick. I already have my touchdown parlay set for this Thursday night game. The Pat. I, I've been missing parlays by one leg, seemingly. The last week and a half. Oh, you were cursing up a storm at AJ Ta- Brown on like, Monday night. Tonight it was Nico Heischer not scoring and Dylan Brooks not hitting a three. Last night AJ Brown didn't score. Last Thursday Marcus Mariota didn't score. It's it's been one leg, but I have a bet this Thursday night. I'm thinking uh, Christian Watson to score, Aaron Jones to score, Derrick Henry to score. That should be hanging around the little fifteen to one type bet. So that's what I like. Um, I like the Green Bay Packers in this game. At home, Lambeau Field, snow in the forecast, I believe. Uh, Christian Watson looked for an, another uptick in production, and I know he's available in a large portion of fantasy leagues. If you can get your hands on him, especially if you were a Cooper Cup owner like myself who did just go down with an ankle injury, um, definitely, definitely could provide some much-needed depth of that position. But give me the Packers at home. Because nobody in this in this Zoom call is a Cooper Cup fantasy owner. <laughs> John. Um, stop, yeah. John. Yeah, yeah it happens. Happens. <laughs> happens. Well, think about this. You could be, you could be Nick in Too Many Men and lose Jerry Judy and Cooper Cup. That's true. It's, it's, I feel like that sometimes. <laughs> it, it would. I'd be like that just sometimes. Uh, John, are you going Packers or Titans? 
I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the pack here. I'm feeling I'm feeling like the momentum here. This is where it changes a little bit. And also the Titans. You know, I mean, they they keep finding these ways to win, you know, with this like really injured roster. Eventually it's gonna they can't keep up. That can't that can't sustain. That can't happen. <laughs> Zach Until you, it does. Are you going Titans or Packers? I'm going Packers. Four two in favor of the pack. One o'clock on Fox, the Chicago Bears taking on the Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Trish is taking the Falcons. Tom is taking the Bears. I am taking the Bears. I can't go in here saying, much like Tony did about Chris Watson, I can't come in here saying Justin Fields is now arrived in the NFL and could be the superstar quarterback and not take the Bears. So, Tony, who are you rolling with? Let me tell you, it's been such a, a difference for the Atlanta Falcons, what, how I perceive them after that win against the uh, the Carolina Panthers in overtime when they just scored a billion points and did all that shit on that Sunday. Three and weeks ago, I'm picking the Falcons in this game. Yeah. I'm picking the, the Bears. Division. And we're leading the division the Falcons were at that time. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking the Bears this week. Justin Fields going to run all over him. John, who are you taking here? You going Bertie? Yeah. No, no. I mean, as tempting as it is, no. I mean, after that... T- terrible, if you could even call it a performance by Marcus Mariota on Thursday night last oh my week. God. I, I can't take them in good confidence. Fields is emerging as a star before our eyes. That offense is, you know, really like, you know, on another level. So, yeah, give me the Bears. Somebody who's been a longtime listener of the podcast this season, pull up the clip where John says he's never taking the Bears again. Just, just oh, shit. Oh, uh, no. Too late, John. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Listen, I mean that's just goes to show you how fast things could change in the NFL. I said I said that a few weeks ago, and I mean I think I picked the Lions. Did I pick the Lions last week? I don't think we actually did picks last we week. Did pick, we? we didn't do picks last week. I probably would have picked the Lions then, to be yeah, honest. I, I bet you would have. Uh, Zach, are you taking the Bears? I gotta go with my boy Justin Fields. Two straight games of a cat versus bird team. One o'clock at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. The Carolina Panthers with Baker Mayfield under center taking on the Baltimore Ravens, the six and three Baltimore Ravens at all. The AFC North leading Baltimore Ravens. Tom is taking the Ravens. Trish is taking the Ravens. As am I. I am taking the Ravens at home. Tony, who are you rolling with? Uh, I don't I don't know what the spread is on this game off the top of my head. Twelve. 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 Yeah, give me Baltimore minus the points, especially with Baker Mayfield. John, are you going bird team? I, I am going bird team this time. And Zach. This cat's not going to be able to catch this bird. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> I, was waiting for, I was waiting for the reaction. I was waiting for... I thought I was going to get the reaction. Shut up! Said bird team. <laughs> this cat's not going to catch this bird. Shut up! I'll, I'll, when have you seen a cat take on a raven anyway? <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, I haven't talked about birds. I'm, I'm, I'm also, I'm also surprised you said it for that one, and not like this bear's going to catch this bird. <laughs> bears don't eat birds; they eat fish. Yeah, but we don't have. They eat other like things. Birds. It's not just. Yeah, but the closest they eat fish, other things. The closest fish team we have here is the dolphins, and they already played. <laughs> yeah. They... Is that oh, the only okay. fish team we have? Yeah, it is. Is that, I think so. Yeah, it's the closest. Okay. It's the closest one. 
there's not many fish teams in sports in general. No, but I'm just saying the top two of the top players in Anaheim Angels history are Mike Trout and Tim Salmon. Just saying. Okay. What, one o'clock on CBS. High <laughs> Park Stadium, Orchard Park, New York. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns, three and six Browns, taking on the six and three Buffalo Bills. Uh, Trish is taking the Bills. Tom is taking the Bills, as am I. I'm taking the Bills at home. There's no way they could lose three straight. Tony, who are you going with? Uh, it's going to snow. Under. Yes, snow, in fact. Under. Um, I don't know. Zach, what's the over-under? Uh, ESPN saying 43. Under. Give me No, give me the over. I, I, I over on that one. Yeah, I think... Uh, both teams that play in the snow, right? Like not right. Yeah, I, I think I think twenty eight. I think twenty eight seventeen is a good score for this. It's Bills minus eight, by the way. I like the Bills minus eight too, but um, yeah, Bills definitely at home in the snow. Uh, I, I don't want to say this is a must win for the Bills because that's hard to say. What are they? Six and four. Six and three. Six and three. It, it, this is this is pretty close to a must win. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of people hopping off that bandwagon over the last couple weeks and. Especially with how close the AFC East has gotten. I've heard rumors that their play as of late has kind of gotten them out of like the Odell Beckham sweepstakes. So we'll we'll, we'll really see here. Um, what what this your chest does to a motherfucker? I, I listen. I've heard uh, some crazy stuff with Odell Beckham. Really? Yeah his his like high school coach from like Louisiana was out spreading some things over the weekend and uh, but yeah I. I think the Bills here, they win. And I think I, I think they're really going to try to establish the run game. And Devin Singletary gets shit on, it seems like, every year. they need it. Everyone says they need a running back. Devin Singletary is a good back. I like Singletary. It's the problem with the Bills is they get the running game established, and then they just completely abandon it. Like, they have run well in the first half of games this year, and then they just turn it into a Josh Allen throw fest, and you don't need that. I think the Naeem Hines move was perfect for him. I would have liked to see him put in a claim for Eno Benjamin. I know they weren't going to beat the Texans wherever they are. Um, but give me give me the Bills and give me give me the over and whatever Devin Singletary's rushing yards are. Do we know who else put a claim in besides the Texans? I don't think it really matters. They're at the bottom. It doesn't. I'm just curious because I saw the Raiders put a claim in on Jerry Tillery, but apparently like eight teams also. Yeah, the Giants did too. Like I, I, I was talking about it with Tom earlier. Like who who would really be in on Eno Benjamin? And you look at the teams that missed out on a running back in at the trade deadline. I, Bills and the uh, Eagles are the first two that really come to mind. Ravens too. Yeah, just because they're they're getting thinner and thinner at the position. But I think the emergence of Kenyon Drake is really, um, really like that. That wasn't at the main main part, and I think. If you're Baltimore, you, you kind of save a waiver claim and you spot on the waiver order in case a wide receiver pops up. Like, I know Amari Rodgers was cut, and he's not great, but it's probably a better option than what they got. But you're still going to get those surprise cuts, too. Yeah, but I didn't expect, you know, Benjamin. I, and I know Amari Rodgers has been fumbling, but again, thinness at the position, I didn't think that was coming either. Especially with James Conner's injury history as well. Yeah, as a James Conner fantasy owner, yeah. I'm very, mm-hmm. very happy about that. I traded James Conner in our uh, keeper league. Traded him to Jake. Um, John, are you going Browns or Bills? 
I, I feel similar to most of you guys. I think this, this is a must-win game for Buffalo, and I don't see them really losing three straight, especially at home. So, yeah, give me the Bills. Zach, are you going with the Bills as well? Going with the Bills. All right, 1 o'clock on Fox. The Washington Commanders, fresh off a of victory in Lincoln Financial Field, traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Tom is taking the Commanders. Trish is taking the Texans. I'm taking Washington on the road. Tony, I, uh, yeah, I roll with Trish. I, I think Washington. Uh, I think this game, what's the spread? Uh, Washington, Washington minus three and a half, over under 40 and a half. I like Washington to win by three. I think this game is dumb close. Really for no good reason, but I think this game is dumb close. By the way, the Falcons are favored against the Bears. That's free money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, Bears are plus three. <laughs> uh, John, are you going Commanders or Texans? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Commanders here. I uh, yeah. I don't really see what the Texans have. Like I don't. I, don't, I feel like they're like a like a dead team. No, there's no energy in that team. I watch them play. Zach, how about you? you Got to go Washington. They just beat the Eagles. Yeah, I I told John before crime. I was like, why is Trish taking the Texans? There's an idiot. <laughs> Oh, this this one might be a clean sweep. One o'clock on CBS, the eight and one Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Indianapolis to take on the three five and one Indianapolis Colts. Jeff Saturday's first home game as coach of the Colts. Tom is taking the Eagles. Trish is taking the Colts. I am taking the Eagles on the road. Tony, who are you going with? I'm taking the Colts. Really. Oh, Jeff Sunday. Big, big Jeff Sunday guy, huh? Jeff Sunday. I, I do also <laughs> want to point out that Tony pretexted me his picks, and this was not what he picked. Yeah, I'm switching this shit up. Um, I don't think Jeff Saturday is losing his first home game. I just don't think that's happening. I also think he's going to be named permanent head coach at the end of the year. So do I. But, uh, I, the Eagles took, took a, took a hit. Yesterday, Monday night. From a morale standpoint, more than anything. There's a formula to beating this team. If you can establish the running game, which is a lot easier with their injuries in the middle, you can control this game. If the Indianapolis Colts can establish the run with Jonathan Taylor, and he did do a better job last week basically than he's done all season, the Colts will control the clock and they'll control this game. I, I like I like the Colts. I like the Colts at home. Time of possession, the most important stat in football. Uh, John, who are you going with in this split affair? I I, I still got to go with the Eagles here. I I really like what Jeff Saturday is doing. Like you know, as a coach, I really like think that has an impressive first win as a you know start his NFL career. But I really think that the Eagles are gonna take this game seriously. And I think they took. This Monday night game against Washington, that's a bit of a you know, reminder. That was a bit of a trap game for them, so they're not going to take this one lightly. Yeah, and especially knowing how close the Giants and the Cowboys both are in the NFC East race. Uh, Zach, who are you going with? 
I was one of the few that picked Jeff Saturday mm -hmm. last week. I'm going to ride with him again this week. One, one o'clock on CBS. Oh, boy. The, the tone of this one, I said this at the beginning of the podcast, the tone of this one from last pick to this pick, totally flipped. The Jets traveling to Foxborough to take on the Patriots. Trish is taking the Jets. Tom is taking the Patriots. I am taking the Patriots at home. Tony, Patriots or Jets? Easy. Pats, home, minus seven. I, I mean... um. Uh, Pats, Pats, Pats are minus three right now. Yeah, yeah. Give me them minus seven. The Pats served up a masterclass against the Jets last time they played. A masterclass. A masterclass. In what way? A defensive masterclass. A defensive masterclass, bro. Not even close, bro. Like you, you have Zach Wilson giving the gifts, bro. Gift wrap to the defender, the vendors, and like that names like that interceptions that he was throwing. And the fact that our defense, like we, like we almost intercepted Mac Jones four times. Yeah, like but, if our you, but you didn't, and that's why the Patriots played the defensive masterclass, catching the interceptions. This is the same yeah. Zach Wilson that had a pretty good showing against the Bills last week. Bill Belichick owns the New York Jets. It's no secret. Um, Pat's minus seven. It's pretty easy. I, you know, you want you want a score prediction. I think the Patriots win this game 28-13, something along those lines. Jets are going to come crashing back down to earth here over the next couple weeks. Well, John, tell us tell us why the Jets are winning this game. Yeah, so that's you're full of shit about them having an offensive masterclass. It's because they had three interceptions, man, because the quarterback imploded. It doesn't make that like, a good if performance. We, if we... Like, Turnovers have Let, a lot not, of listen, variety. If we need. give the defenses credit, if we give quarterbacks credit, uh, credit when they make good throws against a good defense like New England, we need to give the defense credit when they pick off the quarterback. We don't give we don't give the quarterbacks credit when they make bad throws and the receiver catches it anyway. We're like, oh wow, that was a duck, but a good 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 play by the court. The cat like you can give the the defense props. So, somewhat, like, but also, you know, understanding that that wouldn't they wouldn't have been in a position to make that play if the the quarterback was capable of making a better, you know, like Zach Wilson played like shit. Then he played good against Buffalo. If he can play like he played against Buffalo this week against New England, then I feel good about our chances. Back if he plays saying, like, like he did against Buffalo, they will still put on a defensive masterclass. It, it was a masterclass week. Without, like, I mean, dude, we were literally up 17-3, basically, until like the first, the last few minutes of the we, – we were up pretty big in the first half, and then we just came back down to earth because our offense couldn't do anything. Our defense is top five in the league. All right, we can keep, we, it's not going to get out of hand like that. I guarantee you that. 28-14. It's going to get out of hand. It's going to get out of hand again i feel confident they held the saying, jets to 51 rushing yards last game I, i'm they won't have a problem this game yeah and the bills who had one of the top defenses in the league against the rush how they do against us last week the patriots are better against the rush than the bills yeah, the bills have it more i guess have a better defense overall though you would have think that we would have struggled Not against more. the running game and why wouldn't they have to stack the box and force us to pass I'll say this, John. I'm I'm 
I'm picking the Patriots here. I'm I'm neutral in this in this argument. But I will say though, Matt Judon scares me more than anybody on the Bills defensive line. You know, how, you know how hard it is for a quarterback to throw for 50, 355 yards and only have a QBR of 27 and a quarterback rating of 64? That is so hard to do. Like, you were lighting them up for yardage, but as, as long as you're throwing under 50%, Bill Belichick's going to feast, and the page is going to feast on the Jets. Again, like they did in the second half of that last game. We'll see, man, but again... I don't like. I don't think you, I've seen much outside of that game. Like that, their defense is good, New England. Don't get me wrong, but their offense is still just as shit as it's been. As everyone else has been saying, it's been all year, and I'm not scared of that at all. They ran for 127 yards against the Jets and threw for another almost 200. And Mac Jones had did not scare me in the slightest, man. They almost like he, he had almost three interceptions. One of them was a pick six that should not have been called back. But it was. Penalty. Saying, man. He, he threw four more completions and six less attempts. Spot. He didn't turn the ball over. He threw, turned the ball over a third of the amount of time as Zach Wilson. Not to mention Elijah Moore didn't get any targets that game either. Does Elijah Moore get any targets any game? Well, dude, now they're going to be getting them to him. Why? 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 Because What's they changed? had the bye week. What, what has changed? The oh, oh, okay. So you're buying into that. I, I, I heard bye week stuff with Kenny Galladay last week. Don't don't buy into what you hear. Did, yeah, but did they try to get him in the ball yet or not? They, they did, threw him two he balls. He dropped them. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Zach, where do you fall this Jets-Patriots argument? I'm going to be taking the Jets this week. I actually already placed a bet on them. Why oh, are you John, taking? Oh boy, Don, that could be either really good or really bad. There's no <laughs> between. Listen, I don't know. I, I I encourage the doubts. The doubt is what we need. Because honestly, I had so much. I I have a lot of doubt against this team too. If they can get it done, but I have I still feel like we can. And honestly, this is the must. This is as close as the must win game as you can get. If we win, we're the first seed, and we have an 88 percent chance of making the playoffs. If we lose, it, that goes down to 30 percent. So. You're going to get Belichick still- in Foxborough. Listen, I don't know. If it happens, it happens. I've It's, it's happened before. I, I don't really honestly give a fuck. But I mean, it happens. It's football and the Jets, you know. One, but honestly, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, this, this Kirk Cousins can beat me. the Bills. The Jets can beat the Patriots. Exactly. It's a weird fucking year. The Lions beat the Packers. Her cousin's catching strays even <laughs> when it's two AFC's teams. Dude, I don't know why BetMGM just gave me a free $50 free bet. I might throw it oh. on the Patriots minus seven. You son of a bitch. I'm losing your money. Fine, man. By the way, one last thing about this game. This is um, the final non-primetime game for the Patriots before they have four straight. Can any of those be flexed? Uh, let me see. Yeah, one of them's a Sunday nighter against the Raiders. That one's gonna be flexed. Oh, the Josh McDaniels revenge game's gonna be flexed. Yeah, yeah. The two and seven or two and whatever the fuck they'll be. All right, by then. here's Raiders. here's the, here's your four games. Thanksgiving against the Vikings. Can't flex it. Uh Thursday night football against the Bills. Can't flex it Thursday. Uh Monday night football at Arizona. Can't flex Monday. Can you flex Monday night now? I don't think so. They probably should. And then uh, Sunday Night Football at the Raiders, December 18th, <laughs> which probably should be flexed. 
we can find a game better than Patriots Raiders. As a matter of fact, let me look it up. <laughs> See which game we can put in there instead. Let's just go to the next game. We don't need to be doing that's true. What what do we need to sub in for a game in the future? One o'clock on Fox, Rams, Saints, Superdome. Uh Tom is taking the Rams. Trish is taking the Saints. I am taking the Saints at oh. home, especially if Matthew Stafford is not starting. Um, even if he is starting, I'm still taking New Orleans. Tony. Saints in the dome. No cup yep. is gonna debilitate them the rest of the season. Over under is 38 and a half, by the way. Under. under. John. Rams. Oh, yeah. yeah, give me the give me the Saints here. This is under city. Yeah. Imagine saying that. What was it four weeks ago? Uh, Zach, Saints or Rams? Rams? What was that? Give me the Rams. The Rams team just lost to the Cardinals. Yep. Without Kyler. Yeah, yep. I think Colt McCoy beat him handily. It's okay. Um, Andy Dolan ain't that good. One o'clock on Fox. The Detroit, the Detroit Lions at three and six traveling to MetLife to take on the seven and two New York Giants. Tom's taking the Giants. Trish is taking the Giants. I'm Tony, taking the Giants. Tony, you know Stafford didn't play this past week, right? I know. Even if he did, they still would have lost. No. The way um, he's been playing. Is anybody taking the Lions? I'm taking the Giants, but I'll say this. The Lions may feast in this game offensively. I like the over. I love the over. I'm scared of this game. I just placed a bet on the Giants. I'm scared of this game. It's shaping up the same way the Seattle game shaped up in my mind. I think the Giants may lose, but I'm taking the Giants because I can't pick against them. 405 on Fox. Oh, boy. The Raiders and the Broncos, really, in Denver? Oh, this, this ain't going to go well. Uh, Trish, is taking well the, Trish is taking the Raiders. Tom's taking the Raiders. I am also taking the Raiders on the road here. Uh, Tony, are you in agreement? Uh, yeah, I guess, but I'm not going to watch a second of this game. No, nor should you. Hey, yes, let's go. Sorry. Um, Vegas scored. Uh, Jesus. Are you riding hockey parlays right now? Uh, two teamers, yes, sir. I got Devils of uh, Vegas. Uh, Zach. I got fucked over because the Penguins that couldn't beat Matt Murray in the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I didn't bet the Penguins. I wanted to stay away from that game. Zach, speaking of Vegas, are you roll with the Raiders against the Broncos? I am not. Give me the Broncos. Russell Wilson's bad, but. The Bronco or the Raiders are worse. I don't know about that one. That's tough. <laughs> They're both some of the worst teams I have seen. As far as teams with expectations surrounding them, there's some of the worst. Yeah, but at I've least the Broncos have somewhat of a defense. The Raiders don't. Raiders, Raiders by the way, are dogs. Yeah, yeah you got to remember the Broncos took their best defensive player and just fucking traded them. Yeah. <laughs> John, who are you going with? Yeah, this is like this is this hard, you know. It's you know, it's watching two. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's it's just hard to watch. I don't know. I'm gonna pick the Broncos here. I pray to God that they don't have the Raiders don't have a high pick and they retain McDaniel's, and then somebody like a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young just gets ruined by McDaniel's. <laughs> Because I could see it going that way. We were talking earlier about potentially Derek Carr getting bought out because it's pretty buyout friendly. 
Do they do buyouts in the NFL? I don't think they did that. I know they tried to do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought you just got cut. 425 on CBS. You want to talk about games making me nervous. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys heading up to Minnesota to take on the 8-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. Tom is taking the Vikings. Trish is taking the Cowboys. It, it takes a lot for him to pick the Cowboys. Um, I'm taking the Vikings at home. I'm nervous, but right now they've been on a hot Honestly, why? Tony, are you going Vikings or Cowboys? This is going to be a damn close game. Uh, I like the Vikings just because they're the home team. Uh, but I do expect a little bit of like a comeback down to earth after last week's win. Vikings plus one over under 47 and a half. They're, they're dogs, huh? Yeah, I take them on the money. I I, I think there's nothing there. Opening odds were plus two and a half. I definitely don't take a team plus one. If a team teams don't lose by one, you're the winner, you don't. And nobody ties. John, who are you going with? Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings here. I mean, it's not Cooper Rush you guys are facing this time, so. That's true. That's, uh, I mean, better chance of winning. Better chance of winning, exactly. No, but uh, I, I think you guys got a, some momentum going, coming off that huge win last Sunday. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Dallas is going to definitely have an uphill battle against you guys, especially at on the road. I do think that Tony Pollard will have a really good game in this game. Oh, I do, too. Yeah. I, I think both both running backs going to have a pretty good game, actually. Um. Zach, are you going Cowboys or Vikings? Uh, go Vikings. Four twenty-five on CBS. A rematch of Week One: the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Acrisure Stadium in Pittsburgh, PA, to take down Steelers. I'm sorry. Trish is taking the Bengals. Tom's taking the Bengals. I am also taking the Bengals on the road. Tony, are you in agreement with us? Oh wait, what is this game? Bengals Steelers. I don't know, dude. The Bengals are bad. They're not a good team. They really aren't. That's from their. That's all their coach and the offensive line that they spent so much money on. I think also Joe Burrow might be a little overhyped, especially now he doesn't have Jamar Chase. You know, I. You know, Kenny Pickett needs a. Give me the. Give me the Steelers at home. This could be the Kenny Pickett win. Division <laughs> rival. I think Pickett gets. A, a nice statement win here in his first season. Johnny, you playing with Tony? You think this is the Kenny Pickett signature win? I could see it. You know what? Give me the Steelers on, at home. TJ like Watt's going to feast. Steelers yeah, are plus five, back too. by the way. Watt might mean, have six, seven sacks. Like. Steelers are plus five over under 41. Um, Zach, who are you going with? Steelers. I refuse to take the Bengals anymore. This, real quick, uh, re- real quick here. Um, the Steelers backup running back Jalen Warren. Uh, I think he's going to have a strong showing. I, they just look. Uh, Najee Harris is a great running back. They just look a little bit more dynamic when Warren's in there. He has a pass catching ability out of the backfield that not Najee Harris isn't bad at that. I just think Warren's a little better. I think uh, Warren has a pretty good game this weekend. Bold call. So that was supposed to be the Sunday night game, but that got flexed to a four point five. As the Sunday night game is in SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, as the Chiefs take on the Chargers, Tom is going Chiefs. Trish is going Chiefs. As am I. I'm taking the Chiefs at are on the road. Is anybody taking the Chargers? I want to say real quick. Yeah, the choice of Tua Tagovailoa over Justin Herbert looks better with each passing week. I agree. Um. 
I don't care about Justin Herbert's weapons. I really don't. Especially uh, if they're hurt. Like, I just... Herbert is probably the most overhyped quarterback we've seen without actually winning anything. He hasn't made a playoff game yet. You know what always gets me, though, about this like conversation with Herbert and Tua, though? It was never a debate... Like going to the draft that Tua was going to get taken, like that Herbert was going to get go before Tua. Like Tua was like pretty much until he got hurt, he was unanimous number one. And then one, Burrow yeah. had he, one. then Burrow had the rest of the season as while Tua was hurt. You know, Tua had no com- chance to compete. You know, still a good pick but by Tua, the Bengals though for Burrow. Yeah, I mean, like, but I mean, it was a tank for Tua the whole time. <coughs> uh, excuse me, the whole, tank for Tua the whole time with that Dolphins team. You know. That was the purpose for that whole season. Like, you know, no one was like, oh, let's, we're going to go, we're doing this for Herbert. Herbert, you know, turning out the way he did, that's revisionist history for anyone to be like, oh, the Dolphins should have taken Herbert then. Well, listen, I, I, real quick, we have these snap judgments after a player's first year, second year. I mean, I, I vividly remember Makai Becton and Andrew Thomas, people talking about that. Um, there are what was another one real quick here. Uh, I just had one in my fucking head. I like just had one. All about debates on draft night. Yeah, well, not not even like after like a rookie season, like Tua Jay, and Justin Herbert. We had this conversation. Yeah, um, multiple times. I, I saw a conversation online about Kayvon Thibodeau and Jermaine Johnson. I hell, I remember conversations about Jared Goff and Carson Wentz. Careers are oh, longer yeah. in one year. Exactly. And, it doesn't matter really what you did in that rookie season. You know, you were new then, you were fresh, teams couldn't scout you. Now when teams actually have your tape and a playbook on you, it's a little bit different. Monday Night Football, ESPN in Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. Uh, the 49ers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Both Tom and Trish taking the 49ers. As am I, I'm taking the 49ers. Is anybody taking the Cardinals? I, I dance back and forth in this game. Really? Um, I did. Uh, if Kyler plays, they have a fighting chance. I, I, go ahead, Zach. I think with Colt McCoy, they could still win. Are you taking the Cardinals? Yes. I wow. just think I just think against a solid defense like Sam Franz, Colt McCoy doesn't have the element that Kyler Murray has. Where if it's a drop back pass, he can take off and get positive yardage. And you're going to need positive yardage on a lot of plays. Um, I still think the Niners win. If Kyler Murray plays, I think they squeak it out. If Colt McCoy plays, I think it's more like a two-possession game. I do want to say Cardinals plus eight right now. I like them. If Kyler plays, I like them plus eight. Yeah. Thing is, the Cardinals with Kyler have played the Niners really close the last few years. And I, I think they've gotten a few of those matchups, too. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I feel like they have. And you could tell since DeAndre Hopkins came back that Kyler and him have had a little bit of a tough time getting on the same page. Um, it, it's only going to get better as they play more snaps together. Can they establish a run game? Can they get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins consistently? Those are the questions that are going to surround the game. If they can, it's going to be close. Defense, a little bit of a question mark, especially run game stopping Christian McCaffrey and uh, oh, Elijah Mitchell. I like the Niners, but... A lot of variables going into how much the Niners win by. So that's going to do it for our week 11 picks. Very briefly before we go, the XFL had their quarterback draft today. Shout out to our guy, Luis Perez, go to the Vegas Vipers. 
I have a guest yeah. player too for baseball. Oh, you do. Real, real quick, um, I, I saw the notification from the USFL today. Really? Did you see this? Did they were doing a press conference? It the Tampa like. Bay Bandits are taking a hiatus. Really? And the Memphis Showboats will be the new team in the USFL. Love that. Big fan of that. Real quick. Also, the New Jersey Devils have won 10 straight games. We were talking about come that. at me. Come get me. Taking bodies on this tour. Double-digit win streak for the first time since 2005-2006. I just want to point out that I posted about Dougie Hamilton today in my post, and he had a golden assist. Bodies! Just saying. Um, We, we want those reverse retros. <laughs> just saying. Um. Also, back to the XFL. AJ McCarron go to the Battle Hawks, huh? What a fall from grace. Trace McSorley is going to end up in the XFL. I was really hoping he would throw the ball a couple times in the game for Colt McCoy last game. <clears throat> Al Floater going to Arlington. Brandon Silver's going to the Roughnecks. And DeAndre Francois going to the uh, Orlando Guardians. Just some noodles. Ben DiNucci's going to the Sea Dragons. I remember him starting. I, I don't know how many of these players are actually going to play on these teams. Because yeah, I guarantee you there's some players right now in the NFL who will end up in that league next year. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield. Zach, you want to do your guest the player? Sure. All right. Floor is yours. All right. First team in 1989, the Texas Rangers. God damn it. <laughs> Throwing this <laughs> shit way back, man. I'm going to put this out there now. If you don't know this, there's a problem. Okay. The White Sox from 1989 to 1991. The okay. Cubs from 92 to 2004. The oh, Orioles from 2005 and the Texas Rangers in 2007. I don't know this. Well, I, I know, know I know this. I'm sorry. My Midwest baseball isn't my Midwest 90s baseball. You're, you're going to feel stupid when you hear it. So, John, do you have any guesses? I, I, I have no clue. What are the sorry. teams again? You said Texas, Texas Rangers, the White Chicago. Sox, Cubs. Okay, well, okay, stop right there. What? Cubs, White Sox, Cubs. Rangers, White Sox, Cubs. And then Orioles, Rangers again. Mm-hmm. It's not ringing any bells. I know this. You ready? I do too. Well, no shit, you know it. You're reading the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you want me to tell you? You want me to tell you? Yeah. You ready? It's Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. Please tell me where <laughs> I was supposed to know Sammy. I only knew Sammy Sosa as a cub. I didn't know he was anywhere else. 1992 to 2004. That's, that's the giveaway. Oh, okay. So I see this <laughs> long-time cub. And I got to think, man, I didn't, I didn't know Sammy Sosa played for anybody else off the top of my head. Orioles legend Sammy Sosa. <laughs> I've got a fun football one if you guys are up for it. I still don't understand how it should have been. You should have gotten that. If you would have told me he hit 60 home runs, like three straight years or whatever, that I would have gotten. What other big Cubs in the 90s could you think of? I couldn't think of any Cub. Well, that's your problem (laughs) right there. All right, we're going to do my quick football one. It is the top five NFL players since 2010. That were born in Kansas. You're probably only going to know one of them. <laughs> I'm looking at Tony's face right now. And he looks... That's 2010? Yeah. 
in Kansas. <laughs> Can you give me a position? I, I what? So number number one, I'll give you a wide receiver. <laughs> oh man <laughs> can, can i make a call sure what a friend who you call i'm calling my friend landon who lives in kansas oh. <laughs> okay. sure go ahead let's see if he answers did you beat him from doing the uh i did okay <laughs> i don't know any fucking players who for, for and listen, I'm not really well versed in players' birthplaces. That's why. Hey, I, what's up, Landon? Listen, I, I, I got a speaker. Oh, hey, Landon. Yeah. I need a Kansas expert. Uh oh. Yeah. So I'm on my sports podcast right now, and I got asked top five players in the 2010s who were from Kansas Since in the 20. NFL. Do you know anybody? Who? What NFL players are from Kansas? You're from Kansas. I imagine you all know each other. From <laughs> Kansas or went to Kansas schools? No, from born born, born, born in, in the state of Kansas. Oh boy! Like who's top Kansan? Uh, Barry Sanders. That's not. That's not new. He's from Kansas. Yeah. He's not on this list, so he's also not since 2010. I don't. I don't even know. He should count. I think we should give him that one. Probably would be top five since 2010, oh, even if he had played. Right um, <laughs> I, mm, I mean, the, the quarterback of Wisconsin right now is from Kansas City. That doesn't help me. <laughs> that doesn't help me. <laughs> um, oh, Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Brees Hall? Oh, Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall's from right. Okay. Yeah. Since the 2010s. Um, wow. This is... There's got to be some like. Well, it doesn't have to. Like, there is no. There's got to be. There is. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Do you have a list? I, I don't. I'm not privy to the list. I'm being asked this question. I feel like I need to be entertained for the podcast, too. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Dude. I don't even know where he got this list. It's just. Uh, I mean, I I know that. There was a defensive lineman drafted by the Bengals. Damn it. But, but, but he never played a snap. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, Zach. Whoa, Zach, give me some players from Kansas here. All right. I'm not going to – I will start with five. Malik Collins. Malik Collins? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, Zach. Four. Number four is Ryan Schrader. Does Terrence Newman give me anything here, Zach? <laughs> Yeah, he's number two. Terrence Newman's number two. Okay. He played for the Vikings. All right, so, Zach, who was for? Ryan Schrader, you said? Ryan Schrader. He's the third best uh, offensive tackle run block grade of 2016. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know Terrence Newman's from the state of Kansas. Apparently he is. Number three is Braden Smith, fourth best offensive tackle run block grade. Braden Smith, is that ringing any bells, Landon? Oh my god! Okay, were we supposed to know this? I told you you're only going to know one. Who was the other? Uh, Terrence Newman the is two. For the Broncos, that was good. I don't know I, who's the last one, Zach. The last one Terrence? is Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson's from Kent. Oh my god, Landon, <laughs> you played football. 
Weren't you a wide receiver? You're a bum, dude. <laughs> that's like that's Kansas wide receiver royalty. Right you won a there. Super Bowl, man. The fuck? Oh, well, thank you, Landon. We got Terrence Newman together. Hi, Landon. All right. I, I will talk to you later, buddy. We'll see you, bro. Yep, see ya. I hadn't talked to him in like eight months. That's yeah, a good conversation. <laughs> Good Jordy topic. Nelson, fun fact, Jordy Nelson's a farmer now. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably in Kansas. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so that's going to wrap up this episode. He was of from Kansas. Men. I can't believe you let me down like that. What a, what a, what a way to end this thing. <laughs> Every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, are we doing an episode later this week, gentlemen? That's the plan. Should be. Ooh, I, I don't know if I'm going to be around for that because I'm going to AEW on Saturday night at Prudential. That's going to be it's going to be a fun time. I think me and Tony are going too. No, we are not. <laughs> you asked me at the Devils game on Saturday, and I told you a resounding no. <laughs> Why not? Tony loves pro wrestling. <laughs> he loves it. Tony, we can get. I can think- we can I can get think of in the ring fighting. I can somebody. think if you can get me in the ring, you can guarantee getting me in the ring. I'll go. Listen, I can guarantee <laughs> that I could I could easily walk up to the front row and just hop over the fence and walk into the ring. I mean, dude, you haven't hopped the fence since we were like twelve. <laughs> uh, that's a lie. Actually, fourteen. I've hopped the fence in the last two years. No, you have not. I have. I have. No, I have. Garbage. Yeah, you don't have to believe it. I don't believe it. All right, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You said you said you have hopped a fence since COVID happened. Yeah. Doubt. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> anyway, the guys will see you later this week for another episode of Too Many Men. Tony, take it away. Bye, everybody.